Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Road to Energy Land podcast. This is Mark Kapsinski. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer here at Energy Shares. And today I'm joined with Aaron, who is a noted author. And I'm super excited to chat with you um, because I have a young daughter myself. And as I'm getting into the field of energy, I'm excited to hear what tips and tricks and suggestions you may even have for me as a father of a young girl who should be getting into this stuff as well. So Aaron, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mark, for having me. I'm very excited to be here to talk about how we power our planet and how we can engage this next generation of what I like to call superheroes. And I promise your daughter probably has a superhero herself that she looks up to, but she herself probably has her own superpowers. And that's really what my goal is, is to get kids thinking about what awesome superpowers or STEM skills do they already have that are really going to help us power our planet and build a sustainable future? Well, I better be the only superhero in my daughter's life. (laughs) 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 At least least I'm trying to cling to that as long as I can. (laughs) She's still nine, so uh, I have a few more years, I think, uh, to go with her. But Aaron, well, welcome again. So tell us a little bit more about the book. This is the second book, actually, that I think you have in your background. Tell us, you know, a little bit about you and your background. And then what inspired you to, you know, pick up the pen, so to speak, and start writing and wanting to, you know, get this message out to folks and sort of sort of then like do it again with a second book, you know? Yeah. So this is the second book in the series, actually. Um, So I've written some other books um, focused on STEM, on renewable energy, on climate change. And really, my background is in teaching and education. So you'll notice I kind of talk like an educator. If there's any educators that listen out here, um, I use some of that verbiage. I really think it's important that industry and educators kind of align in our mission for um, figuring out how we create the next generation of problem solvers, of designers, of engineers, of scientists, if you will. So this second book in the Everyday Superhero series, you can learn more about it at stemsuperheroes.com. That has kind of everything you're going to need to know. But the goal of this series is to share the superpowers, the careers, and the stories of real life women So everyday women that are working in different science, technology, engineering, or math careers. And this book, as you'll notice by the title, focuses on women in the energy sector or women in energy careers. So who are the women that are connecting the power lines? Who are the women that are designing wind farms? Who are the women who are working on nuclear waste, for example, at our research labs, trying to figure out what do we do with all that nuclear waste? Who are the women who are on the investment side trying to figure out how do we invest in renewable energy infrastructure, who are the partners in that, whether that be um, companies, banks, um, shareholders themselves, right? So there's a lot of um, kind of careers out there that I really want 10-year-olds to know about. So Mark, you mentioned you have a nine-year-old daughter. She's exactly the person I'm trying to target. And by sharing the stories of real-life women, so you'll see on the cover, there are six real-life women right there, and we illustrate it. 
we kind of want to expose girls to this idea that there's everyday superheroes, people that look like their caregiver, like their aunt, like their friend, like their cousin, like their friend's mom, um, that they might not even know. But there are scientists and engineers and designers and problem solvers all around them. And so really this series wants to, um, if you will, share those stories of women in both classrooms and libraries, um, as well as at home, so that kids and their caregivers can learn about these different energy careers. Because I bet many of you out there who aren't in the energy world might not know about wind technician pathways or solar installer pathways, or really what it takes to become a physicist, for example. Yeah, uh, so many questions. So, you know, we're we're obviously at Energy Shares really, you know, into this idea of like how do we scale and accelerate uh the adoption or the deployments of renewable energies to replace, you know, our old fossil fuel um uh electricity uh creation or production mm -hmm. facilities. And so this is just super relevant because we do need to inspire this next generation of of you know, kids, children, to understand what are those opportunities that they can get into and just the uh, wonderful opportunity that the field of energy can now provide them. It, it isn't working on an oil derrick anymore and getting all <laughs> your hands dirty, you know, that way. It's it's actually, these are in really important careers, like you said, whether it's nuclear energy, you know, solar, wind, I mean, there's just some fascinating uh, opportunities out there. Um, I, I guess I first want to start, how did this come to life? Like, why did you decide to write and what did you kind of feel as your inspiration for all of this? And then sort of with that, like, why energy? Like, why did you particularly zero in on energy with this book? So I have been um, a full-time author since about 2015. So this is going on seven, almost eight years now. Nice. And um, I have some awesome co-authors on this book that'll give a shout out to it too. So that's Joshua Snydeman and Katie Maynard. So this book really came to life um, prior. Josh and I were working at the Department of Energy. We oh. met Katie there. Um, and we knew that we wanted to tell these amazing stories about what was happening in energy direct to kids. Josh is an educator as well. And so we knew that these stories needed to reach kids and they weren't reaching kids, right? We were reaching middle schoolers. We're reaching high schoolers. We're talking to industry partners. We're talking to universities and colleges, but we're not really talking to kids. And the 10-year-olds, right, they're the people of our future um, who are going to need these jobs. And many of these jobs are fast-paced and changing, right? Environmental engineering wasn't a degree when I went to university. Sure. college. Now it's a common pathway. Um, so we always knew that there was a story to be told with energy and that we wanted to tell this story to kids. And it's kind of like the timing worked out between industry partners, between the movement of the energy transition, that this kind of book came to fruition um, all at one time and launched in July of 2022. So we're not even a year old yet. Um, and the book is flying off the shelves. Um, we've distributed more 
than 10,000 books, um, which is in less than a year, which is phenomenal. And I think the best part of it is that we're really pairing this book with not only industry partners, but with nonprofits who are doing hands-on energy education work. So some of the big groups like the Need Project and the KidWin Project, who train thousands of teachers and students in a year, are using these stories and these careers to supplement hands-on activities for student and teacher learning. Yeah, it seems like uh, the world of energy with uh, the, this transition and certainly the electrification of everything is just going to create an immense amount of new opportunities for people. And I think it is exciting for you know us to figure out ways where we can start educating, like you said, uh, kids and children to understand, hey, you know what? This could be a really cool career. I want to learn about it. I want to start studying for it and start, you know, building, like you said, a pathway to get there. Yeah. And I think one of the coolest thing about energy, if you sit back and think about it, it's one of the few industries where we're actually kind of getting to push a pause button and say, how do we want to power our planet, right? We've been using fossil fuels since the 1700s to power our planet. And we've built entire systems, whether they're economic, whether they're political, whether there's you know partnerships around the use of fossil fuels. And what a neat opportunity where we can globally and locally get to say, how do we want to power our planet? And what does that look like? And who participates in how we power our planet? And who's going to benefit from some of these changes? So it's super important, I think, in renewables, um, especially, or clean energy, if you will, is that we make sure that we examine who is participating, who is benefiting, and that we're conscientious of that, because that's why we wanted to highlight women, for example, so that we can make sure that the energy future includes women and girls. Yeah, well, it definitely seems like uh, most of us, you know, probably took the existing energy world for granted. You know, it's like, oh, you know, you know, cars go to a gas station and fill up and somehow by magic, you know, a truck just brings the gas to the gas station and everything just worked. And uh, now with renewables and just uh, the electrification process, like you are right. Uh, we are starting to think back, like, how do we want this all to work? And, you know, even people, you know, do I want to be connected to the grid, you know, and can I survive off grid? And just it, it really raises some interesting questions and um, I think uh, uh, amazing opportunities. Like, I mean, it's just countless angles that you can take on this uh, as well. And I think, Mark, you know, you have a nine-year-old daughter. She probably asks you lots of questions of how the world works, why it works that way, right? Kids are curious. Kids want to know. So I think one good thing about this energy transition is it gets kids, but it also gets us adults thinking about where does our energy come from? What happens if I can't flip the switch? Why is my energy price going um, so high for heating, for cooling, right? Um, what happens if I do leave all my electronics plugged in, right? So I think it's a great opportunity kind of for all of us to evaluate our energy consumption, especially for many of us in the U.S., and to see that, you know, what we use in the U.S. and where we generate it from and how we consume it has an impact on other people, that it's not just isolated. 
Yeah. Well, one of the things that we always talk about here at Energy Shares is, you know, we we think it's great that people are becoming more electrified, you know, and, and moving, you know, to that form of energy, whether it's for their car or other uh, elements like appliances and devices in their home. Um, the thing that we always like to call out is like, well, those are all great. And we definitely want to encourage that. It's important to know, like, where did the power come from in the first place? And it's still amazing that, you know, over 60% of our electricity comes from fossil fuels. And, you know, those create, you know, again, these opportunities for change and, and new ways of doing things. Yeah, and I think it's important, right? Kids don't know the difference between power, electricity, right? They don't even know the measurements of energy. So energy really provides kind of this great um, opportunity within the, we call it STEM in the education world, right? Science, technology, engineering, and math. Energy is a great example because it crosses all four of those subject areas, right? You can't use or understand energy without understanding the science, the technology, the engineering, the math behind it. And I would argue even the people that are behind it. And that's really what this effort is about is who's helping to shape our planet. And could you be one of those people that helps to shape what our planet looks like and how it's powered? Yeah. Do you feel that... um Women in general, right, as sort of looking at the state of energy right now, and especially maybe more in renewables, like are just uh, a little underrepresented. And, you know, that's a big you know, thing that we need to be advocating for, for change. Um, do, you th- do you see that as part of the mission? Yes, 100%. So if you look at renewables as a whole or clean energy, right, depending on if you want to include nuclear or not, yeah. women represent about 22% of the energy oh, workforce. Wow. Okay, oil and gas typically is around 18%. So it's actually not that much more in renewables. And what we actually know about girls in particular is they want to be problem solvers. They're interested in engineering. They are interested in design thinking. They love STEM. They want to be involved in STEM. Sometimes they, A, just don't know that there's a connection between these energy jobs and STEM. They also want to know that their jobs are making a difference or making an impact. And so making sure that we help kids make those connection points between a power line technician who helps keep the power on during the storm or a software engineer who works on geothermal heat pumps, for example, is actually helping people stay warm in the winter. And without that programming, those geothermal heat pumps wouldn't function, right? And so helping kids make those connections um, through learning is a key important part. And really, if we want more women in the workforce, we have to start with girls, right? We have to have girls seeing role models. Um, By seeing role models as early as second grade, girls' interest and their confidence increases, in terms of what they believe about themselves for STEM. So it's super important that we as women who are in the energy world, who are in these energy jobs, if we can share our stories, whether it's through a book, through a career day, through doing outreach at a local library, so that kids can see that there are energy jobs for them and that there is a future in STEM and energy. Yeah, that's great. Um, question for you. Are there particular uh, either jobs or roles that you see like being needed the most and like particular areas of, of focus that people should, I guess, be aware of? 
What I love about the energy world is that there is a breadth of jobs. Whether you want to work in a research lab because you're research-minded and want to be a scientist and really work on Mm -hmm. problems like nuclear fusion, or you want to work on, um, you know, bioenergy waste, for example, to you want to be in the field and you want to install solar panels, or you want to climb to the top of a wind turbine and check out that generator when it breaks. There are a wide variety of jobs for you, or you want to be in the office and work on the management side, right? Whether that's on the math side from investments or finance managing or a project manager, somebody who's just helping to run and operate these projects from idea all the way to construction, right? So I think that's what I love about the energy world. I think the two most common jobs you're going to hear right now that are the fastest growing are solar installers and wind technician pathways, which are more of our hands-on pathways. Um, And they're jobs that are stable, they're paid, as well as anything related to our grid system. So power line technicians working for our utilities who are not only maintaining the current infrastructure, but we're working on figuring out how do we connect that new wind farm to the utility company so that that energy can um, go out, right? So I think those are kind of the top three, if you will, um, that folks are looking at. Interesting. I was um, I was reading an article the other day, and um, part of it was, uh, I guess there's a um, huge demand as well for just simply electricians. Yes. Because now, and it was funny. I was talking to uh, my father-in-law about this, and you know, uh, you know, he was kind of blue collar, and you know, you know, comes from that old generation of you know the, having a craftsman kind of job, right? And uh, we were talking about electricians, and and you know, he in- instantly just went to like, well, you know, why do we need more people? you know, installing light bulbs? And I was like, you know, that's not what it's about. It's like now right. every EV requires an electrician, you know, and every, you know, little motorized scooter and so on that's electric car requires an electrician and all the battery technology. I mean, so it's just amazing the breadth of opportunity here. Yeah, electrician is a great one. You know, HVAC, right? Heating and cooling systems because we're changing what is heating and cooling our houses or what is heating and cooling our cars eventually, right? So, you know, these are lots of jobs. And I think what's exciting about these jobs is many of them are new. When I was a kid, you know, solar installer didn't exist at the scale that it does (laughs) now, right? So, I mean, imagine that you can be a solar installer and you're on top of an airport one day. The next day, you're on top of somebody's house, right? Right. One day you're in the desert. I mean, there's so many cool places, right? That we're putting these. Um, I want that job. That's pretty fun. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't <laughs> want to do that? And not to mention, some of these solar farms are using drones and robots to get them clean, right? So you're in yeah. charge of like making sure the drones work and the robots fly. I mean, there's so many fun, exciting things happening on these energy projects. And we just have to share out what those fun and exciting things are for kids because they're curious. And we don't even know um, what's happening. So what else can our listeners do to help drive further awareness of this? I mean, obviously, we want to support folks uh, picking up a copy of your book and so on. Um, What else can people do to help you in this mission to drive more awareness around these opportunities? 
So if you visit stemsuperheroes.com, we've got a numerous partnerships, including one with Kidwin, where you can specifically help to sponsor a kid, getting a book and an energy kit, a teacher getting an energy kit, a book and training, for example. So you can specifically say, hey, I want a hands-on. You can also just purchase a book and we will donate a copy of the book. So if you go on our website, we have a buy one, donate one. And if you're like, I'm not sure where I'd want something donated. Don't worry, we have tons of partners in schools, including after school programs. So we're always, you know, looking and encouraging to put this book into spaces and places that people might not always think about, like our after school programs. So if you visit stemsuperheroes.com, you can find a variety of ways to help. If you yourself are an energy professional and you haven't talked to your own kids classroom or Boy Scout troop or Girl Scout troop, I would say start there, right? Also talk to your kids. Make sure your kid knows what you do if you're the, in the energy world. See if you can explain it to them because I promise you actually as an energy professional, one of the hardest things you will ever do is probably explain what you do to a 10-year-old. Um, but it's great practice, um, not only just for you, but so that you can see some of the challenges we have in growing our energy community and future superheroes because translating what we do can sometimes be really challenging, but it's super rewarding at the end of the day. That's awesome. Um, one more quick question for you. I know when we were talking uh, in prep for this, uh, you mentioned uh, that you also have uh, your own sort of private goal about girls in EVs. Uh, what was yes. that? Could you share that with us? Yeah. So, I mean, we've got, according to our website, right? Our next book is about women in engineering because most kids don't know about the difference between engineers and scientists. But I think one of my dreams is a book about, you know, women in electric vehicles. If you think about from the design side of what an electric vehicle looks like to actually manufacturing an electric vehicle to engineering the electric vehicle, I think there's so many awesome opportunities and electric Electric vehicles are going to be one of a, a kind of a mainstream item, right, in the future. And so imagine that this book could go into an electric vehicle that someone drives home so that kids could see what careers are out there, what role models are out there, and how much energy impacts their lives. Yeah. Well, it, it's just, it, it just every day amazes me how much you know, of an impact, all this transition to renewable energies and electricity is touching every single angle of our little universe here. And um, it's pretty amazing, uh, I think, creating all these opportunities. I think it really highlights, right, how much energy is intertwined in our lives and we don't think about it, right? We have a flip the switch mentality, but really energy is integral to our economic system, our political systems, our everyday lives, whether we flip on a light switch, food, transportation, how we're connected globally as well as locally. So I think it's a great opportunity. It's a challenging time to be in the energy transition, but there's so many opportunities, whether you're on the research side, you're in the field, you're in, um, you know, an office setting, there are uh, many opportunities for you. And I hope that young women and girls are going to join us in the energy world so that we can create the future that we want. 
Awesome. Well, I'm going to do my part and make sure I read your book to my daughter and encourage her. I know she has a science fair project coming up, so we're going to have to pick a cool project related to this uh, for her to work on, uh, and I'll support her with that. Uh, Aaron, uh, we're just about out of time, but I'd love to ask you, like, what are some final thoughts and maybe some action steps that you'd like folks to take uh, coming out of listening to uh, us today? I think I just want to say, if you're an energy professional, make sure that you are figuring out how you want to share your story. It might not be um, as direct as getting yourself illustrated and put in a children's book. But there's a variety of ways that you can share your story with kids, and we need you to share your story. So please figure out how you can share your story so that we can change how we power our planet. And if you want to support teachers or students specifically learning about different careers, visit stemsuperheroes.com. You can find a copy of this book and see how we've partnered to bring this energy education to kids all over the United States. Perfect. That's wonderful. And congrats on your success and good luck, obviously, with the uh, third installment of your book series. And we'll make sure folks uh, know where to find you uh, when we get this all posted up and, and connected and tagged and so on. Um, for everyone tuning in, uh, this has been an episode of The Road to Energy Land, uh, brought to you by Energy Shares, where we're advocating for the scale and acceleration of the adoption of renewable energies. And we'll have more great, terrific guests like Aaron on uh, as we continue. So, Aaron, thank you again. And thanks for everyone tuning in. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye, everyone. Thanks.